Well, I'm going to go ahead and pray over this too, but while I do, you guys pray for me. Usually I have three faces looking back at me that are smiling and going to tell me good job even when I fail miserably. So uh, I'm going to open us in a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Lord, I praise you and thank you that you counted me faithful even though uh, I don't see myself that way. Lord, I just love you and praise you for the time that we spent together today, Lord, uh, lining this thing out. Just pray that I'll uh, stay out of your way and use your words, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name. Well, like Trenton said, uh, Jayton's at kids' camp, Addie's a counselor, and Ashley's at a work thing, so... Uh, I'm on my own tonight, but praise God, he's with me and has been with me all day. I did a service at a barrel race a few weeks ago and had that outline in my Bible, and I thought, when David asked me to do this, I thought, I'll just use that. These guys wasn't at the barrel race, I don't think. so. Uh, and then, like Rob always talks about, sometime around noon today, I was trying to kind of go back through it, and it just it wasn't the one. I'm going to use part of it for my closer, but... Um, the rest of this is brand new, and I worked on it starting about noon till just now. I've got three pages of notes, but one of them's blank, so it may not take very long. Uh, if you would, turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, I've got a praise report, too. Uh, some of you may have seen on my Facebook page that a friend of mine had had a bad horse wreck a few weeks ago. Uh, 28 years old, had a horse fall with him and break his leg. Compound fracture, he almost bled out before the helicopter could get there to get him. Um, they did emergency surgery, kept him in the hospital for a few weeks, or less, less than that, sorry, about a week, uh, sent him home. And that night, I was actually headed to a rodeo in Cashville, Missouri, and I called him, and I didn't get him. I left a voicemail and said, hey, I didn't need nothing, no need to call me back, just going to tell you I was praying for you. And uh, would find out later that day at the rodeo when I got over there that the life flight had come and picked him back up, and he was non-responsive. Uh, they still don't know if he had a blood clot in his lungs or if he had overdosed on narcotics. He's a guy about my size that's never had a pain pill, so when they sent him home, he, he loaded up, and they still don't know. Uh, they did some CT scans and that kind of stuff, and the doctor's report came back inconclusive, uh, and even the doctors admitted that prayer probably played a part in him being alive today, so that's a praise report, and he's... He's home now and doing fine, but, uh, I, yeah, that's, that was awesome. Um, Hebrews chapter 2, we're going to look at verse uh, 3 and 4. How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Um, this I know I found out today that God's a Baptist because I didn't have this sermon, and then all of a sudden I've got four points that are alliterated and a title. So it's got to be from God, and he's, he must be Baptist. But I wanted to call it uh, paying attention to our salvation. Uh, number one, we see a showing. Um, it says was first announced or shown to us. If we turn to John chapter 3, verse 1, everybody knows John three sixteen. but let's look at John chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, 
It says, Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher or a shower who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they can't enter a second time into their mother's womb. These scriptures are are familiar. We all know these, but this is important, I think. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes or from where it goes. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, Jesus said, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we've seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And then we all know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's, that's Jesus' way of showing us pretty cut and dry how we got to be saved. Um, I love that. Uh, obviously, we all love John 3.16. I mean, that's the most simple verse in the Bible. And for some reason, I had forgot that he's addressing Nicodemus in that. And uh, it just it spoke to me that he's so simple about how he's showing us to be saved. Um, secondly, we see the assuring of our salvation. If we turn back over there to Hebrews, uh, it says, "Was confirmed to us by those who heard him." Or, or sure, sure. I didn't know if "suring" was even a word, or if I could use a word that wasn't a word. But Rob does it all the time. But <laughs> I looked it up, and "suring" means certain. Certain not to miss, slip, or err. And it says, confirmed to us by those who heard him. Those who heard him speaks to me that that's those who came before us. Uh, I've got a list of, of impactful Christians, people who've had a, a, made a difference in my life, starting all the way back, if you've heard my testimony, to Brother Faye Cronister, who was the preacher at the First Baptist Church in Salina when I got saved. I still have verses marked in my Bible that when I read those, I think of Brother Faye Cronister from, from 30 years ago. Uh, my grandpa, he's the epitome of walking the walk. I've known him. I've seen him inside four walls of the church, but I've also seen him every day of his life, and he is the epitome of walking the walk. Uh, my grandma, she is a... Uh, She's a lot like Curtis McLaughlin. Curtis always tells my kids or used to tell my kids that he prayed for them on a daily basis. And some people tell you that and you don't believe it. With Curtis and my grandma, I believe it. Uh, I got Brother Harold Bible, and I just wrote one word and underlined it, faithful. Uh, and some of you all might remember Brother Jim Petty from the old church. He, uh, When we were still going over there, he caught me one evening after service and call it prophecy, call it whatever you want. Uh, he said to me then, he said, uh, you're going to, you're going to be a, 
I forget exactly how he said it, but basically said a lay preacher that's willing to step up when somebody asks you, you're not going to preach a sermon every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, but I kind of wish he'd have said something different, but that's what he said. And <laughs> I think of him when I think of people who've had an impact on my Christian walk. Let's turn to, fur, uh, let's see, Philippians 1. Philippians 1, uh, verses 5 and 6. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident or being sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Thirdly, we see the securing of our salvation. Uh, we're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. But does anyone remember Marty Brock's sermon at Barnes Ranch? On Thursday night, I think that was the night before we figured out that the revival was going to continue. Um, basically, it was, you know, all the familiar scriptures we know about the security of the believer. But the way he broke it down that night has, I could almost say, has changed my life. I think he laid down. Do you all remember that? And he said, and then he stood up and he said, I don't always feel like a Christian or I don't always feel my salvation as real as it was the day it happened when I get up and get out of bed. But he relies on the scripture, the God, the almighty God that can't lie. He doesn't trust his own feelings. He trusts that. And man, I'm not saying that I have a problem with doubting my salvation, but if we even doubt it one half of a percent when we're in the heat of battle and God gives us a nudge and says, hey, share Jesus with that person at the gas pump or that person we work with, if we even have a half a percent, we're not going to do it. Or I'm not. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one that's not spiritual, but sometimes I have to refer back. And ever since that day, I've referred back to these scriptures. Second Timothy 1, 12 says, That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed. And I am secure or convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. We put our trust in him. We don't put our trust in ourselves. And that's how we can be sure uh, or secure in our belief or in our salvation. Um, and fourthly, we see the sharing. Turn back over there to Hebrews one last time. It says... The Holy Spirit distributed according to his will, distributed uh, or shared. In Matthew twenty-eight sixteen through 20, again, this is familiar scripture, but it's worth looking at. The Great Commission, I think Rob referenced it the other day at the new church, at the new building. Uh, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and share. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and be sure that I am with you always. It actually says surely, but I like how it fits. If you say, be sure I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Um, if you guys didn't see the... The video I shared a few weeks ago 
where the atheist is talking about, uh, someone asks him the question, are you offended when a Christian shares their faith with you? Uh, have you guys seen that? Or if you haven't, go to my Facebook page and watch it. That's another thing that has been uh, eye-opening or life-changing to me. He says not only is he not offended when a Christian shares Jesus with him, but he's offended if he's around someone that he knows is a Christian and they don't share Jesus with him, even if he doesn't believe. Um, if we truly believe that there's a heaven and a hell and people are really going there and we don't share Jesus with others, he makes the quote in that, how, how much do you have to hate someone to not share Jesus with them? He, he makes mention also, and this is huge for me in my life, the reason, if there's a reason why I don't share Jesus with everyone I see on a daily basis is socially awkwardness. That's the only reason I can come up with. And a lot of these people, we may never see them again. And I, my kids laugh at me. I'm already the most socially awkward person in the world. I mean, <clears throat> I told two different stories at the barrel race, and I have two stories for y'all about how socially awkward I am. And I could tell two more next time I tell this. But I have pulled into a fuel pump, walked in, paid for fuel, and drove off without pumping fuel. I mean, how socially awkward can you get? At Tractor Supply one time, uh, had a guy come up, and he's like, he asked me where a certain type of horse feed was, and I thought, well, he can tell I have horses. So I tell him, take him back there, show him. Then he's like, well, what about this or that? And it dawns on me, he thinks I work here. <laughs> but by that point, I'm committed, so I just go with it. Like, I show him where the hydraulic fluid is and the diesel exhaust fluid and whatever else. I mean, I'm socially awkward as is. So to let Satan convince me that, Oh, don't don't share with this person or that person because it might become socially awkward. I mean, I'm there already. So, um, George George Whitefield, I didn't know who that was. I had to Google it, but apparently that's an evangelist of old. That uh, he's quoted for having said, "God forbid that I should travel with anybody a quarter of an hour without speaking of Christ to them," and that's how we should be. I'm not saying for a second that that's how I am, but that's what I strive to be. That's how we should be. If we're around someone for 15 minutes, they ought to see a sign of Jesus in our lives. Um, as Pigeon comes, I'm going to close with a story. Uh, some of y'all remember Richard Pritchett from the old church. Um, one night, I can't remember if it was a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, when we came in, Rob let us know that we'd be talking about the Romans Road. And uh, if Richard wasn't, uh, Sunday school teacher at the time he was shortly after you guys might can remind me but Richard stopped the service before Rob even preached and said I can't take someone down a road I've never been down and that might be you tonight you can't share your salvation with someone if it's something you don't possess um, if you're here tonight and God drew your attention to any area uh, whether it be showing you that you need salvation or shoring up your salvation so you can be confident when, when God lays somebody on your heart or, or, uh, or sharing exactly like, like that. Um, come and we'll, I'll be down here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit these altars myself and if anybody needs prayer. Or maybe you just want to thank him for that great salvation.